This is travel time. Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel Cost. No more to travel with the best. PHT.com.au. This is Travel Talk. Would love to take your calls. Hello, Phil. Merry Hello, Christmas. And same to you. And and it's nice to be able to talk face yes. to face. We're normally, I'm in the kitchen on the mobile phone <laughs> yes. at 8 o'clock before, on Saturday morning, just before 8 o'clock. And uh, no, but it's lovely to be in here. So, so uh, this time of the year. What's business like? Does it start slowing down or no, people no, like, oh, no. oh st- no, I want to go away on yeah, Monday? Yeah, yeah, no, we're still very busy. Uh, corporately, you know, a lot of corporates t- try to do the last lot of things in the next, uh, you know, couple of days. Uh, leisurely, people start to sort of pull back a little bit, but they also are in the mood to start planning for next year. So they'll often come in and say, can we talk? Can I get a couple of brochures or a couple of your ideas? And uh, and I've noticed that, you know, the last couple of days they're still full on. Um, and so I think it'll continue until Friday. Then we're having a big break uh, up until uh, uh, January the 3rd, uh, Ange. We never normally do that. We normally come back straight after the holiday. But we just want to have all the staff to have a break. They've had a big big three years coming out of COVID and recovering. This year's been huge with less staff. So the pressure's been on everybody and you talked about how people have been doing you know, other jobs as well. Well, you know, multitasking as we said. Um, And so, so we're sort of looking forward to having a break. We think January, uh, sorry, uh, 2023 is going to be a big year. All the evidence is showing that. Some of the bookings, you know, some of the airline bookings already for certain destinations in, you know, June, July are very heavy already. And there are some dates when you can't get people on flights and you go, mm. no, that can't be. That's, that's six, seven months away. But it goes so quickly. Once we get into the, say, the second week of January, it will pick up, the speed will pick up and the bookings because people get together, Ange, and talk over the Christmas break. You know, they get together with family yes. or their friends or, the, you know, whatever, and they'll say, well, look, next year we want to be away at this time of the year. We don't mm. want to be home or we want to see the Christmas markets or we want to do this, we want to go on a cruise. And so we generally find that in January it is a sort of a really good month for people coming in and seeing us. That They're in a leisure mode, you know, they're in, a lot of them are on holidays um, and they've got spare time and so they'll come in and see us. But what I will stress is for people who want to come in and see us, um, make an appointment. Yes. Because we really need to be able to give you that dedicated time uninterrupted and we're not taking just walk-ins. Sounds silly, but we can't because yeah. we just don't have enough staff to handle the walk-in traffic. So you've got to be committed to sort of say, you know, I want to sit down seriously and talk to you about uh, 2020, 2023 or 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we're operating as well. And so it's worked out well for us in this last, you know, six months. So we started, uh, you know, January 23 when we, uh, 22 when we thought it was going to explode when the board is open, then we had Omicron for a, a month mm. for January. So it slowed things down. And then we opened up again hard in February, March, April. But a lot of that was people going back to see relatives in England and UK, Europe and everything else, uh, see new grandchildren and mm. that's a, in that period of time we, when we couldn't travel. Now we're just seeing it purely so much leisure and so much corporate travel that uh, it's it's extremely busy. But And also we're still lacking a lot of airlines back into Adelaide. So we're Got to wait for that sort of mo- get more capacity. And so while the demand is over the amount of capacity we have, the fares are always going to be slightly higher than maybe they yeah. should be. But there's nothing we can do about it until we get more aircraft back in the air. That takes a long while to do that. So how 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 long will these 
prices be like that? I think it's another year. I think it's another year, Ange. And uh, look, I'm guessing, and and please don't think that I've got the uh, the absolute you know knowledge of it. I haven't. Uh, I've bought a lot of tickets for myself and my my wife to travel next year when we're going away with groups. So I had to make a judgment call, you know, as now because you know otherwise you won't get on on certain flights. And and so you know I've sort of think well okay they're at a certain level I've got to accept that they may come down but they may also go up or they'll just stay where they are and mm. I and look Singapore Airlines believe that it will be another year uh, Qantas believes it will be another year before we see them really come back um, mm. and others are saying maybe they'll come down so it's a real guessing game at the moment well that's the thing can we talk about Qantas who were one of the leading airlines do you think they can ever come back whether it be COVID, I mean, I probably feel probably that the when they ch- outsource the baggage, that kind of went a bit pear-shaped. Yeah, it went a bit pear-shaped Can for a period of time. Can they come back to what they were? And yeah, how- I think they can. I think yeah. all airlines are, are going through a struggle at the moment to get uh, staff, pilots, aircraft back in the air. You know, uh, Alan Joyce made a comment the other day, which was very interesting. To get an A350 back in the air was something like four and a half thousand mechanical hours. Yeah. That's a long time for a, a person working on a plane or a couple of people working on a plane. So that's why the delay in getting a lot of these planes back. Emirates said to me uh, you know, one day that uh, there's a, still another 40 A380s not back in the air at the moment. So mm. the capacity out of Australia including Adelaide, is down considerably at the moment. Domestically, I think we're nearly, we're nearly there or we're, we're post-COVID uh, times, um, but I think international will take some time. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's disappointing, but hopefully Qantas will, will, will spring oh, they'll back. They'll bounce back. They're a good airline. They're a great airline. Now, Phil... <laughs> We have to do something. We have to put this in our diaries. Yeah. What's the date? And well, what is it's it? January the 29th. It's a Sunday and it's going to be at the convention centre when we run our expo for 2023-24. This yeah. is a great opportunity for all our listeners, Ange, to come to the convention centre. We're operating there from 10 till 4. We'll have probably about 60 exhibitors. We'll be running seminars on all our different destinations. We'll have all the experts there and all the suppliers that we use. So whether it's a cruise, whether it's coach touring, whether it's uh, hiring a car, uh, whatever airline you're thinking about, uh, they'll be there at the expo. So we'll all be working together to promote 2023 and 24. So it's a great opportunity for our listeners to come along and talk to the experts, talk to us, come to any of the seminars that we'll be running. We'll probably have three lots of seminar theatres running where people will hear people talking about a destination or a way of doing it, uh, going to Italy and staying in a villa, um, you know, what, whatever it is, going to the Christmas markets next year, um, skiing in, in, in Japan, whatever. Mm. We'll be there operating. So, uh, it's, we're, this is a really early one for us to go January the 29th, but we think there is so much demand and so many people wanting this information. And hopefully we'll have all the new, um, you know, brochures by then as well. So it's going to be exciting. I, I love an expo because I get a chance to meet a lot of our clients, a lot of our listeners, um, mm. and find out what they're thinking about, where they've been in the last eight. In this case, it's going to be only 12 months, but normally it's a lot longer than that. So it's a good information 
and good intel going on both directions. And you'd probably be looking more for 2024 travel for that one. Yeah, because most yeah. people now have already made their mind up for 23 and have started mm. the bookings, and so we're seeing a huge booking rate. But there will still be a lot that will go for the later half of, of uh, 23. So they'll mm-hmm. come in and they'll say, yeah. okay, we're thinking of going away in August, we're thinking of going away in October, and we'll talk to them when the best time is to go to those destinations. And there's always that goes on as well. When can they get away as far as uh, their, their jobs are concerned or the families? And look, it all depends on where they are in their life. If they're, if they're retirees, well, they can go any time. But, you know, I always sort of recommend that people, if they're thinking about going to Europe, um, I say, you know, May, June, and then sunset, September, October. I try and say dodge, uh, you know, July, August, because one, it's hot, two, yeah, it's crowded, everyone and everyone goes yeah. then, and, and the Americans and the Europeans are all on holidays. So I try to sort of say, if you can dodge those, but that not, not, not always people can do it, and they can go when they have to go sort of thing. Now, this, uh, Leslie's just sent an email through, so I, I don't think she's she's gone through you guys this time, but she says, we booked a club class suite on a princess cruise in March, picked the suite and deck, paid for this, and now we look online. Our suite and deck has changed and it's no longer cl- club class. Could you please ask Phil if this is something princes do as we have never cruised with them before? By the way, oh, that she did book through you. By the way, book through PhD. Right. What she needs to do is talk to our the consultant and if there is a anomaly in the system, we'll chase it up. I certainly would get involved in chasing it up, so I just need to know more information. So if she okay. leaves her contact with uh, our producer, with uh, Ruby, I'll chase it up and find But if she notifies what – but I'd really say to her she should go back into the store, talk to our consultant – and yeah. we'll have a look at this okay. investigator. So, Leslie, either uh, you can call Phil. What's the best number? Or she can ring us and we can get yep, it yep, on email. Definitely, what's definitely. the best number for people to call you on? Uh, it's on the head office one number. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So should they go into that one, okay. uh, they can they can do that with us so as that well. Just, that, then that just is a general number and yep, it goes. Yep. Or you can, yep. So or, do that, Leslie. Yep, or come on email. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, also, what have we? What else have we got? Fun facts. Australia's top yeah, 10 I, I, Google yeah, travel Google searches. Search for travel is um, Bali, Japan, New Zealand, Fiji, yeah, Fiji London, and Singapore, surprising. and then it goes Thailand, Hawaii, Vietnam, and New York. Definitely Bali's right up there. Fiji is doing really well for family holidays. Again, what I say to people is when you look at Fiji, think about the direct flights with Air Fiji out of Adelaide on the, you know, mm. twice a week now. Just makes it so convenient. It's just under a five hour flight to uh, go straight from Adelaide to Fiji and same coming home. Yeah. But if you're thinking of families and that, I had a lovely contact yesterday for a family of nine going over there. I sent to a lot of families this year that have gone over and just love of Fiji. My daughter Bianca got married in Fiji and we had 50 at the wedding there. Bali is on again as as we thought it would come back very quickly. The good news is now that we've got Virgin flying out of Adelaide direct to Bali as well. Um, So you've got Jetstar and you've got Virgin flying direct out of Adelaide. So that gives a little bit uh, higher level of of, uh, customer satisfaction as far as I'm concerned is to be able to go with Virgin Airlines out of Adelaide. With Bali and the changes they brought in a couple of weeks ago. 
relations. Have you had people panic going on and going now? No, no. It really doesn't affect anything to do with international travellers and that. It's more their local people that they're really sort of watching over and that. So, no, no, we haven't had any cancellations. (laughs) and and No, no, they're they're silly, but not that silly, you know. And the other big one that uh, is uh, is New Zealand because uh, people can get the direct flights uh, and out of Adelaide direct uh, with Air New Zealand and it's a four-hour, I think it's four hours, ten minutes. I love it because you get on here about 11, 30, 12 o'clock, you arrive in Auckland about half past six, uh, one movie, uh, one one uh, dinner or lunch, yes. and then you're in Auckland, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And also, what is great is the connection onto whether it's Honolulu, uh, uh, West Coast of America, Vancouver, or now direct flights to New York. So it's a very convenient way of going and connecting with either the West Coast or the East Coast of America. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've got Japan there, uh, London. Well, London is London's been huge this year. London and UK uh, and Europe. So we're seeing Europe uh, will be big for 2023 one of the big winners in 2023 has been people going over on to do river cruising in 2023 mm. doing either between you know um, Budapest and Amsterdam Amsterdam to Budapest some of the French rivers the Spanish one with the Douro um, it's a lovely way for people to get on a river cruise boat and go through four or five countries uh, when you're doing the big one, you know, the Grand European one. Yeah. But the fares at the moment are just unbelievably uh, cheap for river cruising. Now, okay, you're paying a little bit at the moment with um, the airline fares, but some of the some of the uh, cruise river cruise companies are putting airfares into the deal, so you can get some good airfares that they've they've uh, you know sort of brought up. So there's ways of making sure that you still get the best deal in every in every way. And the tides are better on rivers, aren't they? There's no tide, really, oh, on a river. Yeah, no, so no, hardly. Calm. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> the rivers up and level the levels here, but not so much a tide. But it's, yeah, yeah, so if you, yeah. I could see a look on your face that, you know, you're not yeah. that keen on international cruising. No, I think uh, but river. So that's what I say. I, I say to someone, if they, they ask about, you know, cruising on the river, I say, well, if you got seasick in your be- in your bathroom, uh, in your, you know, bath, then you probably wouldn't get on a river cruise. But I said, <laughs> I think a river cruise, it's just lovely. It's a yeah. lovely way of, of travelling and going through the different places. And the river cruise boat is your hotel. Yes. So it's coming with you all the way. Yeah. So you get on, you unpack, uh, there's restaurants on board, you've got your tour guides meeting you every day to get off and do tours. You can get on the electric bike bikes and go around some of the, the little places you go. It's just a way of exploring that's just very comfortable. Yeah. The good part of it, uh, Angie, if you're travelling with a partner, is just uh, one can get off, one can't get off. You know, it depends on what they want to do. Oh, that sounds good. Hello, Susan, thanks for waiting. You've got a question for Phil? Oh, hey there, Phil. And oh, uh, Susie. Great to have, yeah, yeah, great to be on board today. Thanks oh, for having me. Just, yeah, yeah, no, so your Ruby's put you through from, uh, um, Susie's from A&K, and uh, it's great to have Susan on because um, she's just back from Saudi. Saudi Arabia, so we're going to be interviewing and talking yeah, to we'll, Susie all about that. We will just take a quick break, Susan, and then we will come back to you. It's 20 past two. Drive home with 5AA in 2023. Get the very latest in sport with Rowie and Timmy G on the 5AA Sports Show. 18 teams are coming to town. Punt around. <laughs> then from 7, a good laugh with Blakey. I'm sitting here and being that- the clean one and you women. <laughs> Weeknights from 8, it's a new direction for nights. You will not believe this. Lee Forrest now takes you through till midnight. Like you've never heard before. 5AA, a fresh sound for Adelaide in 2023. 
Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Well, it's my name on the door, and so at the end of the day, if someone needs something, I'm there to make sure that it happens. Really, we are the architects of anyone's travel. There's no need to sift through the internet and get confused. We have 10 convenient locations through South Australia, plus a great website and online service, but qualified staff to look after you all the time. And also, when anything happens, we're there with a 24-7 backup. The internet is not, and it's our personal touch to give you that all the time. Visit pht.com.au. This is 5AA Summer Afternoons. Yes, Angie McBride here. Filling in for Jade this week, 21 minutes past two. Phil, we've got a lovely guest on the phone. Yeah, we have Susan Heberly, Head of Sales and Partnerships with Abercrombie and Kent. And I'm excited about having Susie on, on the on radio today because she's just fresh back from Saudi Arabia, a country that's just opened up. And Susie, tell us all about it. Because, uh... oh, well, well, Phil and Angie's, I'm still pinching myself that <laughs> I went to a country like Saudi Arabia because up until 2019, as you're probably aware, that the kingdom was closed to visitors. So, so I just had the best time exploring. I went without any preconceived ideas. I went with an open mind um, and I was not disappointed. Um, it is going to be a fantastic travel destination now and moving into the future. It Sus- really was. Susie, you had, how, how long did you have in, in Saudi? So look, we had nine days, yep. which I think is is really the sweet spot. Yep. Um, we started in Riyadh, uh, which is the capital, and I think two two nights there is perfect. Two or three nights, depending what time you fly in. Really modern city, uh, but then has its archaeological sites as well. So yep. a really fantastic mix of contemporary and old. We then flew to Alula, um, and this is an absolute. Must. It's up in the northwest of the country, two-hour flight from Riyadh, and you need at least three nights here. Um, the archaeological sites that they're um, they're excavating at the moment, they've only excavated six percent, and it was mind blowing. So the main site is a place called Hegra, and for any of your listeners that love Egypt and love Jordan and have been to Petra. It's on the same incense trail as Petra, and the ruins are unbelievable. And there's no tourists, so wow. it was a great experience. Susan, I'm yeah. gonna um, I'm gonna address the elephant in the room. Did you? How did you feel? Because obviously Saudi gets a lot of bad press. Did you feel safe? Did you feel okay? Oh, Angie, do you in? know what? As I said, I went with a really open mind, and I was really interested to see how I would feel. No one even looked twice at me. Um, I was very respectful with my dress code, as I would be in any Islamic country. Um, I did not need to wear a headscarf at all, um, but I did have my arms and my legs covered, as did the um, males who were on our trip. And all I found from the locals that I encountered was they were so welcoming. So as as a female traveller, I can hand on heart that I had an amazing experience and one of the main reasons was because how welcoming the locals were. Yeah, that's Good. great. Yeah. Uh, um, Susie, t- what sort of travellers you reckon we're going to get to Saudi? Because, I mean, I'm curious, when you spoke at our conference, I thought, i got to go, i got to get a feel for this place because, mm. you know, my first destination that I sort of fell in love with was Egypt and then there came, you know, Jordan and Israel and, and Syria and, and Turkey and now you're talking Saudi mm. because we've never wanted... You know, we never felt we could go, you know, and mm-hmm. now you're saying it's open and we can go and it's exciting. Mm, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Phil. I think um, for travellers who love the Middle East and love Turkey, love Egypt, love Jordan, 
um, and Israel, then Saudi should definitely be on your list. Um, as it opens up as well, um, I think it's really great to be on the cusp of it opening up. I mentioned before there were no tourists. There will get tourists in the years to come because there's a heavy focus on tourism infrastructure. But at the moment, we had all the sites to ourselves um, and that was a truly unique experience. So I think your travellers that love that area, that are open-minded, really intrepid travellers, um, you know, in the next five years, without a doubt, the sooner the better, um, because it will, once this little hidden gem gets out yeah. and word gets out, it's going to get really busy. And Susan, you know, you work for ANK, which are really the, you know, one of the great companies of the world that have opened up so many destinations. And I think you have uh, uh, destinational, you know, uh, people in all these destinations. How many, I think I saw the other day? We have 59 now. 59 yeah. in different countries. So uh, ANK are now going to sell uh, Saudi as a, as a total destination in terms of the 9, 10, 11 day program? Yep, that is absolutely right, and that was the reason for my trip. I yep. went with other ANK colleagues from around the world to um, see what Saudi Arabia was all about, and then to help put the itineraries together that we think would really suit travellers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, our fifty-nine offices around the world are actually in destination. So, what that means is when um, you know your clients come to Saudi Arabia with ANK, you have an ANK team on the ground there, um, getting you around from A to B organising all of the logistics. And that's one thing with Saudi at the moment. You can't just fly in and think, oh, I'll organise it when I'm there. It needs to be in an organised way. Um, there's no public transport at the moment for tourists, and that's where our private touring is fantastic because we organise all your transfers, all your hotels, and all of your touring and your guides. Um, so, yeah, we were thrilled with what we saw, and we think our office is going to start getting really busy in the near future. Well, Susan, you're certainly on the money because... I'm just noticing now so many cruise companies now are, are going into the ports of Saudi and looking at expanding this whole whole area there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and to think that we can now put, you know, say going into Jeddah or one of those uh, and along with uh, Doha, along with Dubai, along with Muscat and uh, Oman and that, all those areas together in one cruise, it makes it very exciting for people to go and, and witness it and that. So uh, I'm excited. One question, one last question, Susan. <laughs> Were you allowed to have alcohol in the hotels? I, I know I think it's a non-alcoholic country at the moment. Do you think that's going to change? Yeah. So at the moment, that's a really good point, Phil. At the moment, there is no alcohol at all in the country. So right. unlike um, Qatar or Dubai, yep, yep, where alcohol yep. is able to be served in five-star hotels and restaurants, sure. that at the moment is not the case in Saudi Arabia. However, the focus on tourism into the future, I would put money on the fact yeah, um, in, the, in the near future, say a year or two, yeah. that there will be alcohol available in the five-star hotels um, and in restaurants. Yeah. I think that that's a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. um, and that just the um, investment, Riyadh alone at the moment has 30 hotels, more hotels than what they've already got being built in the next two years. Wow. So the expansion is huge. And there's already all the core um, brands of hotels already there, sure. and they're going to be adding another 30. Okay. Susan, thanks for talking Thank to us you. today. I really appreciate that, and it's a busy time for you, but uh, wishing you and you, all the colleagues at ANK, which we love working with, because you cover so many beautiful destinations where people are personally looked after with such care uh, and, and the experience of your staff. So just uh, pass on our best wishes to everyone back, back there in Melbourne to the ANK team. But Susan, thanks for coming on today. Oh, thanks, Phil. I'm right back to you and your team. You're the best in the business. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Susan. Bye. Thank you so much. Before we go, Phil, yep. 
Joan would like to ask a question. Hello, Joan. How are you? Hello. I'm well, thank you. Oh, that's you. the very uh, popular Father Joan. You've probably spoken to Phil millions have, of I times. I have many times. Millions. Hello, Father Joan. <laughs> Hello. I, I've just come back from um, four weeks in the UK, which is fabulous, and I want to say again, Phil, I, I worked through Jeremy in your Norwood office. It was fantastic because the airport, uh, everything's going on strike in England. I had a rail pass and every second day the trains were on strike. But uh, the airport went on strike the day I was meant to be coming back. Uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking. Um, but Jeremy was fantastic and we got back. But I, I needed to go Singapore Airlines because my passport took 15 weeks to come back and that was the only option. And I like Singapore Airlines. Yep. I don't normally travel with them. It has two issues for me. One was um, the nine hours waiting yeah. in Singapore. The second one related to that, it's a daytime flight. There were a whole lot of toddlers, and I don't blame them. They cooped up in a seat space for six hours, and they screamed, about five of them, the whole way. <laughs> it was pretty awful. I wouldn't do it again. No. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the other one alternative is say uh, going with uh, Qatar uh, out of Adelaide direct, or going with uh, I think Cathay will come back down the line probably mid this year. But yeah, uh, it's the one thing I hate is that nine hour wait when you're going through, uh, and same when you're coming back. When they going, which they're going to do in in uh, January, they're going to go to ten flights a week. They'll probably put an afternoon a second flight on, which uh, goes at three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, uh, Joan, and then it goes within an hour our connection time onto Europe. I agree with you when I look at my alternatives when I'm travelling and I've got about three or four trips planned for next year when I'm going with groups and that, when I look at that nine hour, it just frightens me now. Someone like myself, uh, Joan, who knows Singapore so well, I'll just jump in a taxi and go down and spend the day or the mm. afternoon and dinner at night, uh, you know, at, at, at uh, there. But uh, for someone that's not experienced, uh, it's not the greatest place. Well, a great airport, is, but it's a long I time. I think Singapore no, so, is easy, it, No, it is, but it, but it, it is easy and it's an easy place to go. Yeah. But nine hours in an airport, if you stay in the airport, is a long yeah, time. And when you come lunch. back, you've got a full day. So it <laughs> yeah. is a negative, Joan, but we're certainly trying to get uh, Singapore to double daily flights, which would mean you wouldn't have those long connection times. But there's such a huge airport, isn't it, oh, it's, it's fantastic. You I mean, you can spend nine hours searching the airport. I know. You but it is a long time. I mean, yeah, even myself, if I yeah. travel business class and I'm in the business class lounge, it's a long time. But yeah. Joan's making a good point here. Yeah. It's something that does make me when I'm talking and you've got to sort of spell it out to your clients that it is a long time yes. at the airport or going into the yeah. city but going in the city piece of cake just walk yeah. out because your bags are already checked right through to yeah. the European destination so you don't have to worry about it but even as a destination and... a separate destination Singapore is a great one because it's it. only six hours from uh, Adelaide yeah. and it's very safe, Angie, to yeah. walk around Singapore, go to the restaurants, uh, chilli crab there on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, I love Singapore. Yeah, I it's, definitely want to go back. That was that when we yeah. did so much walking and, there. And, and every time I talk about, uh, you know, talk about Singapore, I, I think know. about Michael with the, the beautiful botanical gardens and, and, oh, that, yes, and that, that, that famous gorgeous. garden which they yeah. spent over a billion dollars yeah. on. Now this is, well, well, I'll speak to you on Saturday morning yep, on yep, the breakfast definitely. show, but this is your last, after 
afternoon segment for the year because it's a public holiday it next is, week. It is, but I so will be going to the after the Christmas with the Christmas yeah. sessions and happy to take on anyone's uh, think, questions, especially if they're thinking about planning. If we can help them and point them in the right direction, what is the best? Yes. And, you know, Father Jones just raised a good point. And, and again, this is where your consultant comes into action. Yes. Is to be able to give you some of that information so you're not surprised by it, you know that's going to yeah. happen and you prepare for it or we give you hints how to handle that. Yeah, because sometimes trying to book it yourself, it hurts your head a bit, doesn't it? Well, I can tell you, we've got all <laughs> in front of us in the computer and we can do it so easily. Yeah. And a gentleman the other day came in and he said, I've got to get my son over to Germany uh, within a couple of weeks and back by a certain date. And straight away I said to him, uh, Angie, this is not going to be cheap because you're going at the prime time yes. in Christmas, New Year, when the fares are a lot higher, but we can do it. I gave it to one of my corporate uh, consultants and he did it in about five minutes. So rather than the guy yeah. trying, because most flights were booked out at this time of the year. Most flights are, are booked out. They but are. by us with our computers, we can do it 10, yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Thank you, Phil. Right. Phil Pleasure. Hoffman Travel. Costs no more to travel with the best, bht.com.au. This is Travel Talk. But we'll have Phil back on the air next Saturday morning and next year, which isn't really that far away, is it? <laughs>